My dad is a long haul driver and told me this story years ago. He was in Detroit trying to find some factory in the middle of the night and was a bit lost, and ended up having to drive through a really sketchy area, pre-GPS and cell phone days. As he was entering the area he gets pulled over by a cop. The cop says to him something to the effect of you must be lost, even we don't go through that area at night. My dad being the stubborn bastard he is tells the cop he has to get to where he's going and has already lost enough time trying to get back on course and needs to go through the area. The cop proceeds to tell him not to stop for anything. Tells him to roll through stop signs and red lights, and if anyone steps out in front of his truck top flag him down to turn them into a grease spot on the road and will deal with it in the morning. He made it through without incident but I imagine he was crapping himself the entire time considering a police officer told him that running red lights and vehicular manslaughter were better options than stopping his truck. Former driver here. You'd see all kinds of crazy things at night on the road. I've always been a night owl so I can't chalk it up to exhaustion, but I'm sure that none of it was what it seemed. A giant, shaggy black dog running along and eventually across the road. A man with yellow eyes and a long black duster standing in the road smiling. More than one light in the sky moving and changing directions at speeds that make my head spin to think about. Phantom deer. Probably real deer but it sure didn't seem like it at the time. Injured people walking on the side of the road. Saw a few, only one ever turned out to be real. Glad I kept stopping to check. Lights in the trees like fairies. And my personal favorite, an enormous black creature with extremely long appendages and a hunched torso that tried to swipe at vehicles. I've read a lot about most of these phenomena and understand their explanations but darned if they didn't seem completely real and scary when I witnessed them. Some of them so much so that it seemed like a good idea to stop instead of risking it. I don't believe in ghosts and monsters but some of those gave me pause. Broad daylight, central Oregon. Nothing but some farms, and then sagebrush, for the next 94 miles. Homeless guy walks backwards into traffic while making eye contact with the oncoming vehicle, I was the second car so I saw it all. I had slowed from 65 to 40 to go around this guy, recognized his pack as the dude who was trying to hitchhike to Boise for the previous week. Pulled over at the next hill, called 911, and when I came back the other way 15 minutes later a sheriff is frisking him. Dude probably spent the night in jail, and I hope he got a bus ticket to Boise because I never saw him again. Back in 1990, a family friend bid for and won on a government contract to haul something from Nellis AFB to some random address in the middle of nowhere Nevada. He arrived at the address and nothing was there. He recalled seeing a diner about 50 miles down the road. Frustrated, he drove back to the diner for directions. Once he got inside, the diner owner told him to sit down, get comfortable and have something to eat. Just then, two black SUVs pulled up and multiple men in uniforms got out, came inside and asked for his keys. Six hours later, the truck was returned without the trailer with a full tank of fuel. He knows he was close to Groom Lake, Area 51, so he suspects it had something to do with that. I'm a trucker. I interact with motorists every day when I'm out trucking, 
whether it's sort of in traffic, or just in general in the truck stop as people standing in line for their food and coffee, going to the bathroom. I'm aware I'm like king of the road in my massive truck, but when people's cars go past, I like to think of those cars being occupied by loved ones. So even if they're a road raging piece of crap, there's still somebody's loved ones and it's part of my duty of operating the heaviest vehicles that they make it home safe just as much as it is my duty that I also make it home safe. But thinking you know, when I woke up, me and that person, both alive, got plans ahead of us, things we want to do today, tomorrow, this summer and by midday he or she's rendered into non-existence, his slash her body an inanimate object. Weird way to think about it. I have a morbid curiosity. I saw two sheeted dead bodies on last tour of duty. We knew the accident I'm talking about was fatal when we saw the coroner's van go by, following the forensics truck. Both me and my car driver immediately said op, this accident is definitely fatal. Be careful out there. Unless your hobby in life is shooting up fentanyl-laced heroin, I'd argue that driving is probably the most dangerous thing you do on a daily basis, where out of nowhere you can just randomly die. For that matter, the accident, my car driver said it was an SUV that rolled over, the driver's compartment compacted and inflicted a fatal injury on the driver, if I had to guess, probably blunt force trauma to the head area. My dad drove truck during the 1970s oil embargo. One night he broke down in rural Pennsylvania. He had to walk down the highway a couple miles back to a restaurant to use the phone and call dispatch. After the phone call he walked back to the truck. There was no moon, and because of the oil embargo the highway was deserted. From the tree line on the side of the highway came the crack of an enormous tree branch breaking, and then some movement. My dad stopped and called out, he thought it might be someone fooling around, or a hunter in the woods, odd as that would be at that time of night. No answer came from the trees, and my dad continued toward his busted rig. But all the way to the truck he was sure he heard something following him from the trees, matching his own footsteps. He locked himself in the truck and waited, uneventfully, until help arrived. Another night, again in 1970s Pennsylvania, in the mountains, a strange figure ran in front of my dad's truck. It looked to my dad who had not heard of Bigfoot yet that it was a man in a gorilla costume. When he arrived at his destination he told some of the men working there what he had seen, and asked if any of them had seen a guy in a gorilla costume running around in the mountain roads. They thought my dad was nuts. Those are my dad's two experiences with what he believes was Bigfoot. In the 90s John was an IT guy in parts of eastern Iowa and far west Illinois. He was used to driving from one account to another either late at night or early in the morning. He'd pick a halfway point to use a rest stop and to grab one of those awful paper cup coffees from the machines while he was there. One early morning about 4.30 a.m. he was in Iowa and he stopped at a wide spot in the road rest stop. He parked and there weren't any other people there except for a couple of semis who looked like they had been there for quite a while. He went into the men's room and it was deserted. He used the bathroom and went to the sink to wash his hands. He said he caught some movement from the corner of his eye and there was a very tall, very thin man standing right in the middle of the entrance about 15 feet away. He was dressed all in black and he says that the guy's eyes were pitch black. 
The man was giggling to himself and John swore he was at least eight feet tall. He glanced down to grab a paper towel from the machine and when he looks up this man is so close he can hear him breathing with a loud bubbly sound. There's no way he could have crossed 15 feet in one second. As he told it, this man, thing, slowly smiled at him and it wasn't a smile. It was a bearing of serrated, sharp teeth and this thing starts chuckling like he's looking at a three-piece KFC meal. My friend screams Jesus help me. And runs for his car. My friend says the thing is startled, like he wasn't supposed to be able to move. He felt like he should have been frozen like staring at a snake. He runs to his car, which wasn't locked, slams the locks down, starts the car and floors it getting out of there. As he's leaving he looks in the rear view and this thing is running after the car. He always swore somehow this thing followed him home. He was paralyzed in an accident not long after and I went to care for him for a little while. I brought my four-year-old son with me and in his typical baby way, he would chatter away while the two of us were talking. I asked him one day who he was talking to. My son said he says his name is Biter. He has long teeth and he lives with Mr. John. I grabbed my son and ran out of there. I never went back to that house. My friend was driving somewhere in North Carolina in the boonies and he severely messed up his route. Pulled over to try and figure it out. He's got his windows up and blaring music, absolutely nothing around him. As he's looking at his map he happens to glance back in his rear view and sees a guy in the distance running full sprint at his truck. Since the dude's in the middle of nowhere, doesn't even hesitate, says F this and guns it. As he does two other guys just narrowly miss him from the sides. As he's driving off all three of them are still running full sprint still at him. He said they were all dressed in black and were sprinting for as long as they were in view. He said he didn't even stop at red light. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Heights until he finally got to a truck stop. Dude was an extra five seconds of looking at a map away from getting murdered. I'm not a long haul trucker by trade, but back in the day I had several odd jobs that required I drive across the country. One was shipping horses, I drove the truck from barns to shows or vice versa, and the other was working as road crew for a rock band. I was very very young. 
16 to 20 years old. For reference, I'm female, short, athletic. Def the odd one hour at a lot of rest stops and gas stations along the major routes. I also am, was tattooed and had a red mohawk which made me stand out more. Several weird things happened that I remember. But first I wanna say, Navajo Nation is indeed really really creepy. Always drove through at night too, never meant to plan that way but that's always how it happened. Other creepy places northern Utah. Totally hills have eyes up there. Anyways, here's story 1, I was driving from Galveston, Texas to New Orleans, Los Angeles. Galveston had just been hit by the hurricane, and there was a weird serial killer moving through that city, so the vibe had already begun as weird. Just as I crossed the border from Texas to LA, I started to get super tired. Was really late, 3 AM-ish. Tried to find a gas station to pull over, rest, and fill up, but all of them were closed. Gave up, pulled into the next one which was closed, parked in the far corner of the lot, killed my car, a convertible jeep at the time, and laid my seat back to sleep. Everything seemed quiet. There were a few lights from the station that were on 24-7, but I parked far enough away they couldn't really bother my eyes. I woke up with a start. Had been dreaming but I had this like gut instinct to wake up. I immediately saw someone covered in mud, wearing rags, holding a knife, advancing slowly towards my car. He was maybe five feet away, moving forward. My adrenaline kicked in immediately and I switched the car on. At that point he lets out some guttural growl and launches towards the car, as I'm backing up. I barely miss him as he's grabbing at the vehicle. With the headlights on, I could see he was covered in sores and the knife was all rusty. I sped out of there, didn't sleep again all the way to Nola. Freaked me out so badly. I also never again slept in my car. The idea he could have been watching me sleep for who knows how long freaked me out. My car was also a convertible, he could have easily cut his way in. That image of waking up to some crazy person advancing on me with a knife has also given me nightmares for many years. Second story, I was hauling horses from Kansas to Tucson, Arizona. Driving a big Ford truck, a dually, with a small trailer carrying three horses. Near Gallup, around 2 AM, the back inner tire on the passenger side blows out. I pulled off the road and assessed the situation. There was zero chance I could change the tire myself given the trailer, dually truck situation. And I'm tired and weak from exhaustion. So I call a tow company and try to find a temporary boarding place for the horses. It's the morning of Easter Sunday. Literally no one is open. I'm going through the yellow pages calling tow company after tow company, yes I'm old this is pre-smartphones. Finally I find a Native American tow company who also has a ranch with boarding for the horses and a truck to come grab the trailer. Was a godsend. But the guy and his wife, who ran the company, told me to be very very careful not to leave my truck during the two hours drive it would take for them to arrive. They said this in such an emphatic way I began to get really scared. They told me not to open the door for anyone and to keep the doors locked. No one was really on the road so I was confused as to who could really be a threat out there. But I took them seriously and locked my doors and waited. I kept hearing this weird scratching sound on the back panel window of the truck. Like someone was trying to open the small window back there. A couple times the truck would sway, which I figured was the horses. It was pitch black out. No wind. 
I heard a few footsteps but chalked it up to the wind or my imagination. Was getting scared out there alone unable to move. Eventually the nice couple with the tow truck and other truck to haul the ponies show up. They immediately and first move me from my cabin to the cabin of their tow truck. Tell me not to move or open the door under any circumstances. The couple is super fast, lady deals with the horses, man gets my truck up on the tow bed. They then drive me to their ranch, after the man drops my truck off at a local shop owned by his cousin who he says will handle the flat on Monday. Anyways long story short, this wonderful couple takes care of me and the horses, gets my truck tire fixed. As I'm ready to leave on Monday afternoon, there's a story on the local news of a woman with a flat tire who was murdered alongside the same stretch of highway on Sunday evening. She'd been out changing a tire and looks like someone murdered her. I asked the couple and they didn't say much other than to never ever get out of the car at night along this highway, ever. Said it was certain death. They also gave me some bags of potpourri stuff to have, burn in my truck cabin for protection. I felt very lucky to find these nice people to be honest. They deaf looked out for me and never once did I feel unsafe staying at their house. I was 18 at the time and deaf knew nothing about safety along trucking routes. But from now on I drive through that area and I don't stop if I can avoid it. Load up on gas, check tires in Flagstaff and ride on through to Albuquerque. There's weird stuff out there on the reservations and I don't pretend to know, or want to know, what it is. My dad was a long haul trucker. One story he always used to tell that made my hair stand on end was a trip he made through Washington state at night. He's going through a rural area, the nearest gas station is miles away, and there's not a car in sight. Just his headlights in absolute darkness and fields around him. So he's driving down this desolate stretch of road and starts seeing something glowing in the field on the left. He's trying to make out what it is but can't tell. As he gets closer, his entire body freezes up. It's a woman in a white dress, waving very slowly and staring blankly at his truck. As he drives by, her head is very clearly tracking his vehicle. Suffice to say, my dad crap his pants. I am required to go from Texas to Idaho, and Texas to Indiana, and Texas to Ithaca, New York regularly by van. My drives usually last 18 to 20 hours, sometimes I have wildlife in my vehicle, sometimes I'm on my way to pick an animal up. My job involves a lot of hands-on stuff. Driving is just the secondary of it. I probably book anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000 miles in a week. That being said, I have seen a lot of road. I have seen so much death from accidents, death from dumb mistakes. I've seen motorcyclists split into many pieces as they slide on the road. I've seen a bridge collapse on several cars. I've seen hitchhikers, stray animals, wildlife, car chases, fresh accidents, tornadoes, etc. I think you get it. There was one time though. Unlike anything else. I was on one of my shortest drives but it was late in the night. 1am. I had to be in Austin. Texas as soon as possible as a citizen had found a bird that was incapacitated but alive in Houston, Texas. The bird had been sedated. I had to get it to this specialist as soon as possible, or it would surely die. 
Fortunately the vet who specializes in this particular wildlife said she had to be up for surgery early anyways, and if I could make it up by 4 am she would take it. The highway between Austin and Houston is called Highway 290. It has a few places where it forces you to stop, but there are a few places that are completely undeveloped and very very dark. I wasn't tired. I was on high alert. After leaving the town of Page is a long stretch of very dark highway. No roadside lights, no development, just tree-lined two lanes highway going in both directions. I remember the highway kind of dips down shortly after that dark stretch, and opens up to the highway system that can take you to Bastrop or San Marcos. It wasn't unusual to be alone out here. I should also note that I am an avid bird watcher, in fact, it's my job to report sightings and behavior on a daily basis. Even at night when driving, I can spot a hawk or dove curtailing the power lines along the roads. At night, it wasn't unusual to see a deer, or coyote pacing the outside or even the middle of the roads. This time though, as my car dipped down the highway and the bridge to Bastrop came into sight, something came into view so big and white. I braked hard. My car jolted to a stop as the sheer vast white mass moved over me quickly. I could hear it whoosh. I don't know what came over me. I opened my window quickly and the bird in the kennel behind me started making a horrible noise. I forgot to look out the window and looked behind me and there inside the van was the sheer white mass with a huge beaked face and dark red eyes. I was in full panic. I couldn't move a muscle or make a sound. I was absolutely horrified to see what I saw. All while this little bird was letting out a horrible scream repeatedly. Mind you it's supposed to be sedated, it was like a knife to my nerves, and had cut all functionality. The white ghost-like creature appeared to wave its hand, and I felt my mouth open, and let out a raspy scream. The white creature bolted right in my face. I literally peed a little right in my jeans and my asshole clenched harder than a bank vault door. The creature moved past me and out of the front windshield. It turned back to look at my wide-eyed, frightened face. And took off into the sky. This is the first time I've said anything about this. I still get shaken when I think about those dark eyes and the swiftness it moved into my sight. I've never seen anything like that again. It's been six years now. To this day, is the only paranormal interaction I can truly say I've experienced. So my dad and I were driving down 441 in South Florida. It was probably about 4 in the morning and we hadn't seen another car for over an hour when we see this really bright orange light up ahead. As we get closer we see that it's a fairly old looking truck on the grass on the side of the road and the hood is completely engulfed in flames. My dad pulls over and, as I was quite young at the time, he told me to stay inside and he went to see if he could help the owners. I'm sitting in the passenger seat watching intently as he approaches the car but he can't find anybody. Then, practically at the same time, we notice Teresa woman in a torn casual blue dress standing over by the tree line just kind of staring at my dad and breathing really heavily. My dad looks really nervous but approaches her cautiously with his hands out before she turns and just bolts into the forest towards the farmland. He ran to the tree line to look for her but she had completely disappeared. As we were driving away it looked like the fire might have gone out, but we weren't ever sure.
I drove a moving van from San Diego to St. Louis and during a long stretch of empty road there was a car with its flashers on and the trunk and hood up. Slowed down to see if they needed help because it's a long ways from anywhere. This dude is sitting on his bumper in a dress shirt and no pants slash underwear and a machete, or at least what my mind thought was a machete in the low light. No idea what the F that was all about but I noped out. When I got to the hotel and was laying in bed I thought about it and figured the guy probably wasn't holding a machete. It doesn't help that to pass the time I usually listen to Stephen King audiobooks. I still can't figure out why he didn't have pants on though. The pantsless man still keeps me awake at night. A few months back I was taking a race hauler back east from California. I was on I-10 in New Mexico. I got tired and decided to stop on an off-ramp. In parts of New Mexico there are off-ramps that are literally nothing more than an off and on ramp. No roads to take when you exit they typically have wide shoulders and I didn't consider it an unsafe place to stop. When I took the exit there was a small travel trailer pulled over and it appeared the driver was getting some sleep so I felt better not really being the only one in the middle of nowhere. I slept for 3 or 4 hours and woke up. It was still very dark out and cold, I looked in my mirror and noticed the camper was gone. I don't remember how long I sat there, maybe a few minutes and then looked in my mirror again and noticed a vehicle very close to the rear of my trailer no lights on. Honestly I saw the silhouette and thought it was a cop, didn't think much of it figured he was taking a break or maybe even running my plates as the rig I had was expensive and quite commonly stolen. A few more minutes passed and I saw the headlights flash, unsure of what was happening I turned on the truck and prepared to get the hell out of there. The headlights flashed quickly two more times and then I heard a door slam, an older Chevy Silverado took off past me and crossed over the highway and headed west on 10. I waited about 5 minutes and after turning on all the exterior lights I walked around the truck. The best I can tell they were planning to siphon diesel out of my tanks, the cap was off the right side tank and also the side entry door had prime marks near the latch. Still freaks me out a bit and I'm more careful of where I stop these days. Used to run dedicated between Newark, New Jersey, Phoenix, Arizona, and Nevada. I always prefer to run nights for obvious reasons. One night around 2.30 in the morning I was on Highway 318 north of Rachel, Nevada pretty much in what many would consider the middle of nowhere. CB channels are dead, phone has no service, just straight up middle of nowhere. Then I saw the strangest lights I had ever seen. Lights that weren't that high in altitude and essentially teleporting across the sky. I had seen some weird stuff before on this route, but this was the strangest due to the low altitude and bizarre activity that seemed outside our realm of physics. A little after 9-11 about a year later, my ex and I, both black and both active duty are traveling across America for an adventure to get to our next duty station instead of flying out. We were in the Midwest, I think near the OK and Arkansas border on Interstate 40. We were on a two-lane and in the left lane about to pass a truck driver and then go back into the right lane. As we got about midway the truck driver started driving into our lane. We slowed down, he went back over, we speed up he crept over again. I was driving by the way. He clearly did not want me to drive past him. I slowed down again, and then sped up even faster, 
He completely cut us off and I ended up driving 85 miles per hour in the dirt to avoid being hit by the driver, I almost lost control. I got back on the road and I continued to speed until I couldn't see him in my review mirror. That night we went to a hotel to check in. The clerk was acting funny, people were staring at us, we did not feel comfy at all. Even when the clerk asked what brung us here, we were like oh yeah, just some active duty military here, going to our next duty station and wanted to drive across America. We went straight to our room and didn't come out until checkout. The next day we went back to our car and there was a bullet hole in our bumper. My car at the time was brand new, as in, a few days before I had just driven it off the lot, and I was proud of my car so I did the 365 checks a lot, like the rental car company does, and my car was pristine the day before when we were in New Mexico. So not only were we almost driven off the road and almost killed, we were shot at, at some point. I'm never coming to Midwest again. Driving from Alberta to Southern Texas for a bike event, it was about 1am and I was starting to get pretty tired. I was somewhere in Idaho, taking a scenic route because I'm into small creepy roads. I saw a McDonald's, Uoj Kraipi, with the lights on so assuming it was open, stopped. It was a little weird that there would be a McDonald's that far out in the middle of nowhere on a little back road, but whatever. Door opened and walked in, and no one was there. I called back, no one. Being the curious weirdo I am I decided to go through the staff-only door to the kitchen. Hot oil and really badly burned chips, fries, in the deep fryer, fresh food, but no one there. Took a walk around the place, and no one. Weirdest spooky thing ever. I was taking a load of paper from Alabama to Ohio. Well the paper mill I loaded it was in the middle of BFE and was probably 65 miles away from the nearest interstate. I was a little low on my legal driving hours so I figured I would spend the night at the shipper. Well the shipper doesn't allow overnight parking. Great. So I get loaded and roll out. I set my GPS for the nearest truck stop which was 70 miles. There was one closer but it didn't have showers according to Google reviews, so I'm rolling along this winding country road just taking my time because it's dark. I flip my high beams on when I get to a straight section of the road and I can see a figure walking. I remember thinking how brave they must be. Well as I get closer I notice the figure is a man in an all white suit. As my lights uncovered more of him I noticed he had a bag slung over his shoulder, not a big one but big enough to notice. As I started to ease the truck over to left side of the road to pass Miami turned and stuck his thumb out as if to hitch a ride. Now I normally wouldn't have a problem with that except the fact that when he turned towards the truck, the place where his face was supposed to be was completely red and blank. No eyes. No nose. No mouth. Blank. Red and blank. I must have hit my door lock button about 30 times. I made it to the truck stop and waited until daylight to take my shower. I don't know what I saw that night but whatever it was, it cannot ride with me. My friend's father is a truck driver in India. One day he told me a story which changed my perspective on life and truck drivers especially. One night his father was taking a load from rural Madhya Pradesh Indian state. 
The state is one of the backwards and poorly developed states so you can imagine the state of highways there. There were no lights whatsoever except your headlight. Anyway, as he took up the load and drove towards the road joining the highways, his assistant warned him about that road. Apparently it was famous for deaths and paranormal activities. But he was an atheist and never believed in such things. So he drove up the road and right there in the middle of the road tier was a burnt SUV. He was scared and didn't know what to do. So he decided to just steer the truck into the shoulders and drive away. He knew very well not to get down at this time in this road. At this point the assistant got very afraid and started cursing and shouting and praying. So he started the truck and right as he passed the SUV he just steered right, which turned out to be a big mistake. From the nearby trees branches, about 10 guys jumped on the truck. They were the famous Spolti decoits known for their brutality and were absolute savages. They leave their victim's head on the spike for the lols. When he heard the sound and saw 10 guys with 5-foot rods and shotguns his adrenaline went into overdrive. He just did started to zigzag for shaking them off. Suddenly one gunshot and his assistant's head got blew up. Another rod blow to his right and the glasses shattered and struck him right on his face and eyes. But he didn't give up and kept on driving with erratic gunshots and guys one by one fell down from the truck. He finally reached the highway and drove 50 miles with a dead guy in one eye before reaching a hospital. This incident happened 20 years ago, he lost vision in the right eye and his face is full of scars. But you know what the saddest part was? The police even after all these years didn't even make a single arrest in this case. Hope Highway Security has improved. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Of these days. My dad used to drive produce back and forth between California and Arizona. But the worst thing was that he driving on a very dark road one night and it almost hit someone that was laying on the side of the road. So he pulled over and when he checked it out it was a woman that was dead and like a hundred feet away from her was a flipped over car that had a dude all cut open and was somehow barely breathing. The dude died before medical help could get there, but he had asked my dad if the baby was still alive, but my dad and the emergency personnel could not find the baby in the area. The imps had told my dad that the dude had at least been like that for a couple hours and that they had never seen someone cut open like the way the dude was. We, me and my co-driver, were taking a load through Oregon along I-84. At about 2 a.m. it starts snowing, and we're about 20 miles away from Dead Man Pass. 
There is no way in hell I'm going over that pass in snow so I pulled it over at the next rest area and called in a weather delay. My co-driver, being kind of a gung-ho, super trucker type, gave me crap for pulling over but went back to sleep. The snow turned into a full-on blizzard and the rest area filled up pretty quick. But for every truck that pulled in, two or three would keep going towards the pass, apparently deciding it was worth the risk. At about 10 AM the next morning, the snow had stopped and the roads cleared enough to make it passable. My clock had run out by this time so my co-driver was the one driving. As we got to the pass, the scene that greeted us was absolute chaos. There were chains littering the road, they'll fly off if not properly installed, and ambulances and police cars would pass us every few minutes. As we got to the downhill side we saw why. On the way down we counted at least a dozen trucks, jackknifed, tipped over or overturned completely. At least two had gone over the edge, their tracks leading to empty space. Several had body bags laid out beside them and one had plowed into the rear end of a minivan. I will never forget that experience. It drove home just how dangerous my chosen profession really is. That co-driver never gave me crap about pulling over again. I-80 Nebraska just west of North Platte it started snowing pretty heavy. About 1 AM. Very cold outside and dry snow. This is the kind that doesn't stick to the windshield or road immediately, just swirls around. The snow flying straight at me, seemingly going 1000 miles per hour, my headlights reflecting of each individual crystal like I'm going light speed and the snow are stars in the sky. It's easy to get vertigo, or straight up hypnotized by snow like this. Then the crazy stuff happened. The wind kicked up, howling blowing the snow everywhere, every direction, and then lightning. Massive lightning in a blizzard. Flash, boom. Flash, boom. The whole inside of the cab lights up like it's daytime. It was like for a few minutes I was in some other dimension, or the matrix or something. Like being inside a tornado. Anyway, first time seeing a lightning storm while snowing. Driving my flatbed from St. Helena, California, to Wiley, Texas. This happened somewhere near the Texahoma border. I picked up a hitchhiker. He was standing by the side of the road with a trembling thumb out. Trembling from the cold maybe? Soon I would learn that this was the trembling of fear. The trembling of a man, who looked as though he has seen a ghost. Where to? I asked. Please, I know this is weird. Just take me to a bar for I need a drink. I will buy you a drink or a hot sandwich. I thought this was odd. I have picked up many hitchhikers in my day, and such a request was never asked. As I was about to say get lost buddy, whatever you're selling, I'm not buying. But I looked into the man's eyes and I saw terror. Something compelled me to open my passenger door for this man. He entered. At the bar, the hitchhiker began his tale. Earlier on this night of torrential rain, the hitchhiker was seeking a ride. Next to the road he sat with his thumb out. For hours he waited in the rain. A few cars passed, but none slowed. Frustrated, the hitchhiker was about to rest his thumb and find shelter for the night. And then he saw headlights. Headlights of a very slow approaching car. The hitchhiker eagerly approached the car waiting for it to stop. Oddly, 
The slow moving car continued drifting forward. Maybe the pace was slowing, or maybe this car was always moving at such a slow speed. But this car never came to a complete stop. The headlights pierced the rain, as the hitchhiker stood confused. Will this car stop? Perhaps I should get in. I have never seen a car drive so slowly like this. The hitchhiker decided to just jump in this car. He stumbled to the rain as he pulled the passenger door and had a seat. To his horror, there was no one in the driver's seat. There was no one in the back seat. The car was bare. But it kept moving forward. The headlights still on, but now in front of him as he looked out of the windshield, as the car continued to creep forward. The hitchhiker quickly exited this ghost car, ran for miles. He rested. He ran some more. Rested, ran some more. Finally, after catching his breath, he stuck out his thumb and stood by a road. The hitchhiker then saw headlights. But this time the car was driving at a reasonable pace. It wasn't a car at all, it was a flatbed truck. That is where the hitchhiker and I met. The bartender brings the hitchhiker and me our beer, the service at this bar sucked. And then, two men, drenched in rain came running into the bar. They pointed at the hitchhiker. Hey, there's the idiot that tried jumping into our car as we were pushing it through the rain. While going to school I would often join a friend of mine who worked for a moving company. We would pack up people's homes and deliver their goods and unpack at their new residence. Not supernatural but creepy. I cannot recall which state we were in but were stopped for the evening at a loves. Was an active tornado about 5 miles away and we were watching it while drinking a few beers before passing out when manager of the loves and a group of 4 to 5 guys pulled up and asked if we had seen a huge man wandering around the parking lot. The way these guys described the size of the man implied he was a goddamn giant. Apparently 3 to 4 days ago a driver vanished while his tractor slash trailer was 7 to 8 blocks away from the loves. He never contacted his employer so they used the GPS transponder in the rig to track down the location. No sign of the driver. The previous evening a huge man was caught underneath a parked rig clutching the undercarriage like the beast monster in Big Trouble Little China. A driver in a parked rig nearby saw the man crawling around down there and called the loves but the man vanished. He had been spotted several times in the last 24 hours lurking around in the parking lot so we were warned to keep an eye out for him and to contact the police or loves if we spotted him. About 30 minutes later a giant man covered in filth walks by our truck. Covered in grease, dirt and a fair amount of blood. He is also 6 feet 5 inches and 250 to 300 pounds my wingman calls the cops and I follow the guy a few hundred feet behind him. I was smoking a cigarette at the time and he abruptly turned around and I continued walking the same direction pretending I have no idea who he is. The man had the eyes of a feral raccoon and asked to bum a smoke, which I provide. He then continues to walk away and I lose line of sight as he passes between a row of trucks. I continue to walk in that direction but as soon as I round the parked truck he has vanished. Cops came and continued to look for him but to no avail. Needless to say we didn't get much sleep between the crazy man and the freaking tornado. Edit. I should clarify the giant crazy man was the missing driver of the abandoned semi-truck. And did not kill and eat him. Possibly supernatural, certainly creepy. 
On another trip we were in Southern California picking up a load from a private residence. Everything was supposed to be packed and staged for us so we just have to load our trailer and be on our way. But nothing was packed and the client was not there nor answering the number we had been provided. Eventually a neighbor came over with the keys to the house and we realized nothing is packed. The neighbor is behaving strangely and will not enter the house and has no interest in speaking to us. After calling the main officer we then began to pack the house up. It was a nice upper middle class neighborhood and home. Entire house was spotless except one of the back bedrooms. The room, a female child's room, was thrashed, I'm not talking about dirty but literally destroyed. Mattress was literally ripped into multiple pieces, there was a bird cage mangled into the size of a softball. Multiple holes in the walls, broken picture frames on the walls and every single item in the room and a huge homogeneous pile on the floor. I vividly recall the sliding closet doors smashed into the sheet rock in the wall across from the closet having deep gouges in them and were broken in a way that implied significant force was used from inside the closet. No family pets, neighbor eventually confirmed though there was the birdcage, based upon there not being any food or dish for them. House had some creepy ass vibes before discovering that room and afterwards we couldn't get out of there fast enough. When we are removing our prep gear, mats and pads so we don't damage walls while moving furniture, the neighbor returned. I asked what was the story with these people, mangled room and not being on site or answering their phone, he gave us some background. The family who owned the house, wife, dad one daughter 12, had quadriplegic daughter. They had lived in the house about two years before the daughter started reporting hearing strange voices and noises in the night. A series of progressive incidents culminated in some event that resulted in the kids' room becoming destroyed one night and the family fleeing the house and refusing to return to it. I was hoping that when we got to the destination for their stuff the family would be there so I could hear the story firsthand. But it was a storage facility in WA and I never had the opportunity to learn more. The image of the kids' room sticks with me because of how completely destroyed everything was in contrast to the rest of the household. My older brother was driving me and my sister back from our biological parents' house back to our foster parents, they live a few cities away so a long drive with loots of stops. We pulled into a gas station and when we got out, for snacks, bathroom, etc., everything felt surreal? Like, as soon as we got out of the car we didn't hear anything, no people, no cars, nothing, it was dead silent. We went inside and looked around for a bit before choosing some snacks, my sister went out for the bathroom and when she came back she tugged on my brother's jacket and said we have to go my brother, obviously confused, what? Hold on, I need to pay and the my sister just pulls him away, causing him to drop everything. He kinda got mad and pulled away but when he turned around she was out the door and sprinting towards the car. Me and my brother looked confused at each other, we agreed I would follow her and see if she was okay. From what she told me, she was definitely not. We've both seen some weird things before and are both understandably very weary of things around us. She told me that when going to the bathroom she heard loud, scratching footsteps, like someone was dragging their feet with boots on. She ran into the bathroom, locked the door and did her business. As she was about to open the door she felt scared all of a sudden and instead of opening it, she put her ear on the door and listened. There it was again, the dragging feet and this time some huffing. 
She stayed in the bathroom until it stopped, she slightly opened the door and seeing nothing, she bolted to the storefront and tried dragging us out. I decided I would help calm her down by bringing her to the bathroom and showing her no one was there. We got out the car and I noticed my brother was paying so we made it quick, we walked over near the bathrooms and I looked around, when I looked around the side of the building I saw a small switchblade knife just on the dirt, it was open and I could see the blade, it was shiny enough that I could see it clearly because of the back door light. I've never backpedaled so hard, we ran back to the car, my brother in tow. I didn't tell her what I saw until a few days later when she asked again, I was scared I would freak her out so I didn't say anything immediately. Scariest thing that's happened to me and my sister up to date. We've had freaky things but I think that was the first time it might have been a real person. Not a truck driver but would travel to and from Shaw AFB in Florida many times each weekend to see family. I had a BMW with a carbon fiber front splitter for extra downforce. To get to Shaw, you have to drive about 45 minutes through backroads and unlit areas. After getting off of I-95, I was cruising on a dark road doing about 65 and I hear this large thud because I ended up hitting something. I pulled over and ended up decapitating a rabbit that was in the middle of the road with my front splitter. I got out of the car to check and it's pitch black in the middle of the night and I get this I'm being watched feeling. I quick got back in the car and as I was driving off I could see the reflection of eyes in both my rear view as well as the front via the fog lights and high beams. Turns out there was a pack of coyotes watching the rabbit before I hit it. Not paranormal but still creepy as hell. My friend and I were driving from Maine to Las Vegas. At a rest stop late at night, empty aside from a beat-up dark truck with a blue tarp covering the back, I went in to use the bathroom. Only person in a large men's room. I used the private stall at the very back, there were five or six. I hear the bathroom door swing open as I'm taking a leak, and heavy boots walk inside ponderously. They stop outside the door to my stall, to which I raise an eyebrow and I remember seeing large black work boots under the door. He tries the door, which is bizarre because it's the only one closed in the bathroom. Someone's in here, I say. He tries the door again, this time aggressively, as if trying to somehow wrench it open, sometimes you don't swing the lock all the way and it can still come open. I raise my voice, look man, I am in here. At this point, I'm struck by an overwhelming sense of dread. I get goosebumps and feel that sensation you get when you're being watched but you don't know who or what is watching you. I don't scare easily, but I was extremely scared looking at those boots and wondering what would happen next. Then, the man walks away kind of fast, and for some reason I get the sense that I screwed up his plan, whatever it was. The bathroom door swings closed. When I get back into my friend's car, his huge Great Dane is growling like mad and my friend looks freaked out. I tell him, you won't believe what just, but he cuts me off, did you see that man? Puzzled, I shake my head. Ah, uh, no. My friend says, Zar, dog, started barking like crazy as soon as that man left his truck and went to the bathroom. It's as if he was following you. Zar started freaking out and trying to hop out the window. He wanted to get under the blue tarp covering the truck bed. The guy came out in quite a hurry and sped off. I was just about to run in and check on you. 
He looked at me very seriously. Zar never barks like that. Ever. I've always remembered that sensation of absolute dread. And the blue tarp over the truck. To this day, I wonder what may have been under it. Not a long haul trucker, but once a newspaper deliver person in rural Georgia. I usually drove my route between 4 a.m. down all sorts of dirt roads rally cross style flinging papers along the way. It was mostly fun, and I had some neat interactions with rabbits sometimes racing me on the road, and near missing owls. However, I was always at least partly creeped out for the entire ride with a completely unrealistic and supernatural fear that I was never really driving alone. Always afraid that at some point, something from the back seat would come out of the darkness and whisper in my ear. Anyways, getting to the most notable creepy part. I only ever saw people three times on my route. Once when I drove up on a wreck, another when someone ran me off the road, and a third. There was one road I always drove down the fastest because it was the creepiest. No lights. No houses. Just long fences down a perfectly straight road that was hypnotically long. The only interruption in seeing that my headlights could shine light on along the way was an old-style barn with hay loft and second-story soar for the loft. I never wanted to look at it, but ended up glancing at it every night as I drove by. Always the same. Tall, creepy, old, leaning, door locked, moving shadows, gone. One night, as I was approaching, I noticed the door swinging out, open. Of course, I had to look this time. As I drove past, I glimpsed a pale person in a nightgown standing in the doorway. I actually slammed on brakes and reversed wondering if what I saw was real. The person or apparition was gone, and I never saw the door open again for as long as I drove the route. I was hauling lumber on 36E between Fortuna, California, and Red Bluff, California, on my way to the 5S this was in 95 or 96, right before the coastal lumber industry folded. Route 36 is basically a glorified logging road. It twists through the mountain ranges and goes to one lane several times. Anyway, I got a late start, which was okay, as I liked driving at night anyway. It was probably around 10 or 11 at night. As I crept up into the mountains, there was a nasty bit of fog. I rounded a corner, and suddenly there were all these deer just standing in the middle of the road, in the fog. It was kind of creepy, just seeing all these deer standing in the fog, in the middle of the road. I'm used to seeing them running across the road, not standing. I blew my horn, and they all turned and looked into my headlights, their ears twitching, the buck's antlers casting long twisted shadows into the fog. I blew my horn again, and they lazily walked to the side of the road. I idled forward between them. I looked out my driver window and saw the bucks and does warily looking back at me as I drove through them. But that wasn't the creepy part. I reached the peak and started back down, the fog on the eastern side abated. But as I rounded a corner I saw a guy walking down the road, down the middle of the oncoming lane, his back to me. He had shoulder-length black hair wet and stringy from the moisture that had been in the air. He wore a faded blue wool-lined jean jacket, hands in pockets, and darker jean pants. When my lights hit him, he swerved toward the shoulder of the other lane, giving me room. Then the most horrifying thing happened. I was going maybe 25 or 30 at this point, 
but as I came up to him, he suddenly bolted right in front of my truck. The last thing I saw was his wide black eyes and his mouth open in a silent yell, a black pit in his white face shining in my headlights before disappearing under the horizon of my hood. I stood on the brakes, the cab and the trailer behind hopping. I remember just thinking Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus. I hoped out of the cab, I don't remember turning on the flashers, and ran back behind the truck. I saw him walking back up the hill, behind my truck, hands in his jacket pockets, his back illuminated by my red lights. He looked back at me, his black eyes and black mouth now grinning toothlessly. Then he dashed into the trees at the edge of the road. I was so scared, I didn't call out. I just got in my cab and drove on. I still dream about those wide eyes and that unholy mouth disappearing under my hood. I hope the dreams stop now. Not a trucker but I did have a surreal experience while I was driving across Australia with some friends in a camper van. After a particularly long day driving we were still on the road around midnight still 20 odd miles away from where we were camping. We pulled into a truck stop for supplies and I stayed outside and had a cigarette. I was already kinda wound up from driving all day and their pitch black night and silence was building up a sense of unease in me. All of a sudden a large truck pulled up that was filled with live pigs emitting the most terrifying screams, sounded so similar to human screams in that moment. It was the most terrified I have ever been in my entire life. I was living in upstate New York several summers ago when there was a pretty intense solar flare and the aurora borealis was expected to be visible in VT NH. I couldn't get anyone interested enough to go with me so I ended up taking a pretty far drive by myself in hopes I'd get to see it. I was working at a restaurant at the time so I didn't leave until 7pm or so, so I didn't have much daylight left. I stupidly just kept driving and eventually had the realization that I was a couple hours from home by myself, in and out of reception, and I was starting to get really tired. I turned around to head home and was getting so tired that shadows started to seem like they were jumping out at me. Crappy reception made it difficult to follow my phone's direction so I was having to backtrack with some frequency. Somehow I end up on this dirt road with cornfields on either side and I became overwhelmed with anxiety. I ended up coming to a point where there were cornfields on just one side and a couple distant houses on the other side. At this point I decide that this can't possibly be the right way and I start to do a K-turn. I had been blaring music in my car to try to stay awake so as I'm doing this K-turn I sense something over the sound of the music and I get incredibly anxious. I turn down the volume right as I turn to look around. At the same moment I see a very angry dog barking and lunging at my window. I put the car into gear and hauled ass while the dog chased me for a few 100 feet. The adrenaline kept me awake for most of the remaining drive and I never lost that sense of doom until I pulled into my driveway. I was so bothered by it all that I had this desire to never leave my house again. Luckily that wore off in the next couple days. After reading a few stories about truckers seeing dogs as a precursor to falling asleep, Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Sleep at the wheel and getting into an accident. It makes me wonder about the dog's significance that night. Before I became a truck driver I was moving to California from Louisiana. After passing up San Antonio there wasn't much till El Paso, any gas stations were very far apart. I pull over to this tiny tiny gas station that was closed but I could still pump gas. No one was there except around 50 to 100 cats that all look alike most lined up just watching me. They were everywhere, on the gas pumps all around he building. I did have a picture of some of them it might be my first Instagram post. I'll see if I can find it. I do hazmat certification for truck drivers here in the state of Nevada. We run one of the only offices that do them in the state so I see tons of drivers every day. The amount of UFO type stories I hear from drivers is crazy, always when they are driving up through the grand wasteland that is Nevada between Vegas and Reno. Almost always they include colored lights moving faster than any plane they've seen and very erratically. Sometimes affecting electrical equipment in the vehicle, causing radio static etc. A lot of guys assume these are aliens from Area 51 or something of the like, but just as many think they could be government test craft out of Nellis or Area 51. There's also been a few stories of strange creatures crossing the road in the night. Most common depiction is hairless and four-legged very possibly some kind of genetic mutation from the atomic test site affecting a coyote or something. Either way unsettling stuff, God bless Nevada. My dad was a taxi driver when I was very young and he told me this still puzzled him. There is an old abbey in the middle of nowhere near my town that is supposedly very haunted. He was driving past it one night after dropping off a passenger when he saw this guy across the road from the abbey flagging him down. He got in and asked my dad to drive him to the next village and asked if he would wait while he got a takeaway. My dad said this guy seemed really off and just didn't speak or engage with him in any way apart from the initial encounter. He got to the takeaway and the guy said he wouldn't be long and my dad watched him go in. After 10 mins my dad nipped in to see how long he was going to be and found the place empty. The woman at the counter said they had no customers come in for over an hour. I like to think he helped a ghost satisfy his Chinese takeaway craving. I was driving in the middle of the night through Kana's when I heard a call for help on my CB radio. A guy was saying I think need help, I'm having trouble breathing. I asked him where he was and he was not too far so I called 911 and headed in that direction. I came up to where the guy was and the ambulance was just leaving but the cops were still there. 
They said he was going to the hospital for probable heart attack but the officer was confused as to how I knew that he needed help and where he was. I told him about the call on the CB radio, the officer said there was no such radio in the guy's car.